0: Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. This interview was with my friend, Mike Green, in New York a few years ago when we were living there. I probably don't even need to give a bio of who Sebastian Ingrosso is. He's part of Swedish House Mafia and he's friends with Axel and Steve Angelo. And he's just known for his Progressive House and Electro House music. He's associated with Laidback Luke, David Guetta, Dirty South. Um Otto knows and yeah you guys are gonna enjoy this one. You guys I mean you know who he is so it's just gonna be cool for you guys to get to know him more and yeah have fun So just straight off the bat, what inspires you?
1: To be honest, the new generation inspires me. From mm-hmm. the new generation to the old generation, you know, if I hear something that's really Alien to me is something mm-hmm. that I never heard before, yeah, you know and when some when when, when things are crossed mm-hmm. for example if if uh you know I don't know if somebody does something that you never thought they will do or a sound that you never heard before, mm-hmm. that inspires me a lot,
0: yeah, what are your skipping around for the interview a bit on that note um, what are your your thoughts on or your feelings on, on how electronic music has grown in you know America alone you know yeah. 10 years ago um, when I was going to concerts it was more like punk bands yeah. uh, like rock bands yeah. uh, electronic music like Skrillex Deadmau5 like none of those guys were, were as big in the states as they are now yeah um, what are your thoughts on that
1: I think it's amazing I love how the genre develops and I hope it keeps on developing mm-hmm. you know and it's just getting more open format, and you know, music today—it's like you're having a proper trance record with with a raga feel or a mm-hmm. dance hall feel, and you know, I love it. Yeah. I love it a lot, and you know, I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, it just—I just love music in general. When, when it comes to electronic music, a lot of people does a lot of great job mm. jobs to kind of renew it and renew themselves and make good shit, and I respect that, and I respect them, and I love this genre. You know? Yeah. Uh,
0: what's it like growing up as a producer in Sweden, uh, who got you into music, you know, what? what's the scene like there? The scene,
1: uh, you know, when I, when I started to make uh, music, produce music, um, EDM, or whatever everybody calls it, techno, or house, or whatever I did. How, electro- how do
0: you refer to it?
1: Dance music, you yeah. know. Uh, I mean, but that also sounds a little bit weird. I mean, uh, electronic music, yeah. I would say electronic music. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, you know, when I started to produce that in Sweden, it was a bad word. It 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 reflected to, you know, raves, drugs, stuff like that, and uh, so it's, it was hard. We always we always had a wind against us, if you mm-hmm. know what I mean. Whatever we did, and then it became big. But to be in Sweden and produce music, it's great. I mean, I love it. I love to produce everywhere, but Sweden. I have my team and mm-hmm. you know my family there, so it's nice. But it's also super nice to... To get over here.
0: Yeah, is there any one particular person that got you into music? Or, my father, or dance music. My
1: father got me into dance music. He had a techno, electronic techno label, eighty mm-hmm. nine, and uh, you know some of the big guys that's out there today, the techno guys still DJing. He signed those guys when they were fifteen, sixteen years old. Mm-hmm. So I, um, do you think I, it was
0: it was in your blood?
1: I don't know if it know? was in my blood, but it became my blood. You know. Yeah. Uh, I loved it. First time I heard that kind of music, I was just fucking. I was. I went banana My body. Something happened. So I started to, uh, started to be in the studio and see mm-hmm. how they did and you know how they worked. They hated that. Yeah, was. <laughs> like, I was this annoying kid, but you know, uh, so he got me into music.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, was there any particular musician that, that. Um uh, you or he listened to that affects yes, was, how you create today and how I mean, like you started even, out?
1: Even if, uh, I mean, I listened a lot to Daft Punk. Obviously, mm-hmm. they came a little bit later, but in the early stages. but later early stage. Uh, I listened a lot to Prodigy. Prodigy was my, my, my church, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, also a lot of disco music. Everything from Michael Jackson to, you know... I I love everything but mm-hmm. I listen to a lot of disco music and and Prodigy and and Chemical Brothers even yeah
0: What was the uh, the scene like growing up where It was really small.
1: In it was really small. It's still small. Mhm. Um so it was hard, you know, for us in Sweden. It was not it was not many places for us to go and get inspired and listen to music. We had to wait to the you know, monthly DJ Mag or Mix Mag when they come to a CD with and you can hear mixes from Carl Cox or whatever. Yeah, that's, yeah,
0: that's so yeah. funny. I, I was with Mix Mag uh, like two weeks ago and they have like the new like ID cards like on the magazine uh, instead of doing the actual CDs yeah, yeah. now. They've uh, they've changed it up a bit. I actually
1: loved the Carl Cox <laughs> mix CD that he did. Mm-hmm. So one time I had a DJ gig in my school. Yeah. You know, like the ball or whatever. And I just put the whole CD <laughs> on because I didn't know how to mix. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, that, that that's a good point actually um what was it like i mean growing up like how did how did your friends see you as a producer um how was it you know um in school as a producer when you said it was kind of like still an underground thing like dance music yeah. was like a, a negative term
1: i mean yeah because all of my friends like what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, sorry for cursing but No, no, that's right. Yeah, they were like, What the fuck are you doing? What is this kind of music? We never heard this before. They didn't like it at all. Mm-hmm. They didn't get it at all. Yeah. They were more hip hop heads and rock bands and stuff like that. So they thought that was just weird. You know, mm-hmm. this weirdo sitting by my kind of computer and synthesizers and drum machines. They just thought that, yeah, yeah, this guy is just out of his mind.
0: Yeah. Uh, how do they they see you now? How has that changed? I don't have those friends
1: anymore. (laughs) They still think I'm a lunatic.
0: You know, there's always a a good in every uh, negative, I guess. (laughs) Something like that. Uh, You travel the world doing what you love. What's the biggest insight you've gained about culture and people in general?
1: What I learned is that you know there is no race we are people you know Mm -hmm. that's what i learned it comes down to one thing and it's about love and family and health you know Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter and i've learned i've seen some bad shit you know poor people i've seen some good beautiful places but it just comes down to one thing and it's just people and love and health and how we help each other and that's what you learn when you travel when you don't travel that much you can you can learn that also you know if you brought up that that way but you know it's important to to you know it's it's crazy how, mm-hmm. how 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 much you learn when you travel but that's what that's my conclusion to to see a lot of the world is that it just comes down to one thing that we all the same
0: mm-hmm. you know? what, what about your fans has there been anything that surprised you or kind of thrown you off about all the fans that you do have
1: how dedicated they are mm-hmm. like, how I'm like, because I see myself as a normal guy. Like, yeah. Well, what do you like about me? Like You know what I mean? Like, like yeah,
0: why me? Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> and how dedicated they are and how if they love you, they really fucking love you, you know, and sometimes I just want to hug them. You know <laughs> what I mean? That's like, but, um, but they do some crazy stuff sometimes, you know, they just put down so much time doing like fan art or you know they bake a cake with your face on and no there's like there's so much stuff going on that's amazing and, yeah. and I'm so I feel blessed every day you know it's like because people ask me every day like how does it feel to be on stage or how does it feel mm-hmm. I'm like I try to sum it down so a, you know, a guy that doesn't stay on stage or something can feel that I'm like okay you know this when a whole room Standing up and singing "Happy Birthday for You," and mm-hmm. you feel like everybody in this room is looking at me, and they are fucking singing for me, and everybody loves me. Yeah, for that moment, that's how it is for us all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's just it's great.
0: Yeah, you know. On that note, actually, changing topic a bit, um, I read like a few weeks back that some artists suffer from like post traumatic stress disorder because you know you stand on stage, you have your your hour of, you know, just most surreal sensation. And, and, and it's a sensation that most vacuum. people, you know, don't feel. You know, like, I've stood yeah. on stage before, and it's been, you know, like, just a speed, like, you words don't even describe the feeling yeah. that you get. True, true. Um, and I wasn't the focus. So, how do you cope with that, you know?
1: I actually had, a, you know, a little bit of, a, not depression, but Anxiety of mm-hmm. just the bigger tours that we've done, you know, when you're standing there for twenty five to 50,000 people into a car, into your hotel room for by yourself, and you have nothing, you know, no one yeah, to share it. With, you, you go like? from up here yeah. to so I that like that, that I can now. understand, and it's a pretty, it's a pretty fucked up feeling, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And some people get over it and get stronger, and some people they they take the bottle, they take the you know the mm-hmm. pills or. You know whatever they have, you know to to numb it mm-hmm. but you just keep you have to keep strong and you have to talk and
0: you know do you think there's a difference in creating music that' will gain popularity in America versus popularity in europe uh what do you mean um so take it, you know, for the longest time, hip hop was yeah. the biggest thing in in America. It's still the biggest thing. Yeah. Whereas you know, overseas, London, you know, UK, Europe, um, Sweden, wherever you go, um, it's all about dance and and like Rock electronic band, pop music, yeah. Taylor Swift stuff. Like um. That, yeah. So it's kind of polar opposites, especially you know going back ten years That's where true. electronic true. was not even on the radar in America. Okay. So. That's the question of, do you think there's a difference in creating music, you know, different genres? Um, even for yourself, when you're creating a song that's charted, you know, in Europe, overseas, um, and it doesn't chart in America, yeah, you know, yeah. there, there's there's that a happened. reason that why. A why. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think there's a difference in creating music that will gain popularity?
1: Yes, for sure. I mean... You know, Americans and Europeans and Australians is different. But if you make it in America, you kinda make it everywhere, to be honest. Like that's how it is. That's true. <laughs> you know, it has a big impact of, of you know, but some people it's very domestic here also It mm-hmm. just keeps doing what it is. Yeah, so that's true. But yeah, I think so. You know, you know, as we create music we have this kind of like terms sometimes we say this could be really dope and work in UK for example Mm -hmm. that we we know that it has the UK vibe you know and if we create some other songs where there are big choruses or
0: Mm. you know
1: we know that it might or we hope that it might you know this kind of Maybe it would work in, you know, radio, top 40 radio U.S., you know. Yeah, I
0: mean, yes. there, are, there are so many artists that, you know, overseas that are celebrities, you know, in their own rights, in their own countries, yeah. but they don't break into America. Yeah, yeah, um, And yourself being like an international star, um, you know, you've been a lucky one to be honest. True,
1: but today, you know, with SoundCloud and Spotify yep. and everything, especially SoundCloud, mm-hmm. SoundCloud, I think, is the most international platform. Yeah. If you don't, look, you look at Apple Music, obviously, but I think SoundCloud is the more international you know, platform. It's very interesting how people making their own remixes of old songs on SoundCloud then sell out to Barclay Center the other day, you know, if you look at Kaigo Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people it's just like out there, just like music, connecting with the people straight mm-hmm. away from a platform. And he I don't know how he went with the top forty radio in America. I have no idea. Honest, yeah. But I guess maybe one or two songs. Yeah. But he made mo- more songs and and he sold out anyway. Yeah, I mean so it's yeah. sick, you know, it's kind of sick. But coming back to your question is yes, there is vibes and sounds and creativity that we you make just to maybe yes, this mm. this will hopefully work
0: everywhere. You know? Yeah, what are you, what are your thoughts on, you know, speaking of SoundCloud, what are your thoughts on, you know, the saturation of, of music today? You know, it's there's It's fucked so many... up in one way, mm-hmm. not
1: not because of things are free or people downloading illegally or whatever I don't give Mm -hmm. a shit about that I'm just happy if if they listen to my song yeah and that's how it is at the end of the day Mm -hmm. and if they listen to my song I can hopefully sell out some tickets and I will make my money and I will live you know that's how it is but but I think the saturation, the, the problem is with the saturation of a lot of music is that people don't have patience for music anymore. Mm-hmm. They listen to a song for 10 seconds, 30 seconds, yeah. they don't care. You it's know. song ADD. Yeah, and you know, exactly, that's mm-hmm. very good, you know. And for me, it's just like, it's... It hurts me a little bit, but it also excites me a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just want to make more music. But yeah. but still, if you worked hard for an album and tried to stay a story, mm-hmm. tell a story with your album, people don't have the people don't have the patience to listen to an album. They're mm-hmm. like, uh, no, don't care. It will be if you are a big artist and you are a big brand. It will come up to exactly the same as everything else. It's going to be a monthly, you know. How do you call it? Like you pay your phone bill every month. Mm-hmm. You pay your. You're gonna have your fucking subscription. Subscription. Mm-hmm. So the p- the thing is, we as artists, I think we have to start delivering music every month. You know, even if it's a song or a yeah. EP or everything. So people constantly have you in their life yeah. as a subscription. You know. I, what mean, I mean,
0: a lot of a lot of you know even underground artists will do like a song a week, like every Friday. Um a lot of artists have like week like Song Fridays or whatever you want to call it, where they churn out, you know, yeah, a exactly. new song, a new week, and they increase their fan base just by that.
1: I think that's great. You know, I know that I used to live in LA and it was so crazy how how you can order your favorite ice cream so it comes every week yeah. outside your door. Like yeah you put a subscription for an ice cream. Mm-hmm. So why not? You know, people just like I today it's more important to get into someone's playlist yeah. than to be played on the radio, ish, you know what I yeah. mean? It's just like, you know, it's crazy how that works. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but the saturation of music is a little bit sad because I love that everybody can make a song, but the problem is, I've seen the backside of that also, is that some guy that's 18, 19, or 25 or whatever, mm-hmm. buys a laptop at the Apple Store, makes a hit, goes to a big festival, gets paid 100K, and then yeah, he is 100 K, yeah, but what about those people that supported you? You know what I mean, like on SoundCloud? Mm-hmm. What about the small venues that some of the bigger bands or some like people like us, we had to climb a ladder, you know what mm-hmm. I mean a ladder so So they just go straight up there, fine, yeah. but even Justin Bieber had a little bit of a yeah. you know ladder, yeah you know? yeah, so I feel like that's the problem, and then people are going to forget about the love for what, you know, the vibes. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to make music that I love and that, you know, I hope that reflects and feels genuine. Yeah. And you can't forget, like, now I just... My agents was just here and I just planned our America tour. And I said, I want to do this kind of venues. And I also, after that, going to go straight into the club. Mm -hmm. I don't want big ticket fees. I don't want big fees. I just want to connect with my people.
0: Yeah. You know, if I don't
1: do that, what the fuck is the
0: point? Yeah, I mean, it's so hard today to... To see a show, to go to a festival, you know, to yeah. to to enjoy yourself and because it's, uh, it's so expensive.
1: Yeah, it's so expensive and especially in electronic dance music, everything sounds the same for seven fucking hours yeah. and you pay $300. <laughs> I mean... I fucking understand, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> I understand. <Yeah. laughs> you know, I wouldn't pay $300 to listen to every fucking same song. Yeah. And there's this mashup with the same hit that's just on the radio. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. Yeah. I would go to Coachella or I would go to fucking, you know, Lollapalooza to see LCDC, ACDC, uh, LCD sound system, ACDC, and Skrillex <laughs> and fucking Pharrell. I would do that. Yeah. You know, so I understand. Something needs to happen. You know, mm. people need to do their own shit. So these festivals started to get a little bit versatile. Otherwise we're just all helping out with a big ship that will sink soon.
0: Yeah. I mean there, there are so many kids out there who, who hear your music and, and are inspired, but then again they'll go to the Apple store and they'll start producing and like you said, you know, they'll they'll hit it big. So in one in one sense, you know, you do have an impact on that because of the inspiration Responsibility you provide. Also. Yeah. Um but on the flip side, you know, you're you're also adding to the fuel where you're inspiring these kids. They want to be just like you. They go out, and do it, and then they become just like you in yeah. a sense.
1: Yeah, and that's how that's why I think with the responsibility, even if you're a mega star, mm-hmm. like I really look up. I, he's a personal good friend of mine, also Skrillex or Sony. Yeah, he is. Uh, He's just really good with that. He just connects Mm -hmm. with his people. So whatever he does, even if it's a ballad or a dubstep hard as fuck or a hip hop beat, his fans will follow that. They won't hate on that because they know who he is. Mm -hmm. They connect. They're like, fuck, I love that he did that. And that's so important, and, and people do understand that, people miss that. And I think that 2000 2016 is going to be an interesting year for music. People are going to take chances, people are going to do new shit, and people mm. are also going to go back to vibes. Yeah. I just heard a new Rihanna song today that got released. It wasn't the biggest smash hit, big chorus. It was a vibe, mm. and I liked it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I could connect mm. with it. I'm like, yeah. you know, I was just grooving in the car, <laughs> Fine, that's, that's enough for me, you yeah. know. You don't need to be like, ah, all mm-hmm. the time. Just like, connect with the people. They feel that you're relaxed. They feel that you're genuine. They feel that you don't really... Soothe, you know, yeah. put something together just to make it big, and they—that's—that's that's how it is. I mm-hmm. think that's that's very important.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Uh, What's well, been the most surprising thing you've learned about yourself the over most the uh, surprising okay. thing that you've learned about yourself over the course of your career, whether in Swedish House Mafia or with Axwell now?
1: How fucking you know vulnerable we are, mm-hmm. both physically or, and mentally. We're just like everybody else. That's what I learned. There's Mm. nothing more with me than any other. If I drink a bottle of tequila,
0: I'm going to be fucked (laughs) up the day after. And if I go... So there's no like magic DJ cure that, you know, money can buy? No. (laughs) If there
1: is, I'm going to be fucking angry that nobody told me about it. (laughs) You know? And what I also know about myself is to... To focus. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's I learned myself to focus, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um an artist's music is typically a reflection of themselves in one form or another. What does your music say about you? That that's that's actually
1: what the music says to me, that I'm vulnerable. My music is all about melody, it has to go in here. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it's like hard, it has to go in here. Like mm-hmm. what's going on? And yeah, even if it's a sadder song or happier song, it has to go in here because that's how I am, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, as you transitioned from Swedish House to Axwell and Grosso, uh, how did you find yourself evolving as an artist and as a person?
1: Hmm. I don't understand, really.
0: Um, what changes did you go through, you know, being in the mega group to Axwell and Ingrosso? Yeah, yeah. Whether, I you mean, know, vulnerabilities, you know. Yeah,
1: I mean... The changes I guess is you know, we did a massive tour, but mm-hmm. it was also on a tsunami of dance music coming over the world. Yeah. Now that tsunami has simmered out a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what I've what i what, mm-hmm. what I've learned, yeah, what I've learned is that it's hard work. Mm-hmm. You know, it's now it's time to reset and just make music, you know. It's all about the music. It's, has to do with everything else. Swedish yeah. I mean, House Mafia, Swedish House Mafia, Sebastian Grosso, Sebastian Grosso, Axel Grosso, Axel Grosso, it's three mm. different, totally different things. Yeah. And I like, and I love that because yeah. I go into three, three different rooms. Mm. Imagine you're having one apartment with one room yeah. or apartment with three <laughs> rooms.
0: Um, so that kind of goes towards the next question of how do you collaborate with or what's something you've learned from collaborating with so many individuals, but also, you know, bringing up, you know, there's Swedish House Mafia, there's Sebastian Grosso, and then there's Axon and Grosso. So how have you and how do you collaborate amongst the three versions of yourself?
1: I mean... When it comes to uh, Axel and Grosso, it's different every time, actually. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he comes up with an idea. Sometimes I've been writing a song on the fucking piano. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just have a cool groove. So it's very different, some, especially with, with the Swedish House Mafia. Sometimes Steve was working on a song. He came in with a song, and I already had an cappella mm-hmm. that I recorded with a rapper in Sweden, and we just mashed them together. We're like, fuck, this is sick, you know? Yeah. And, some, you know, and then sometimes we been in LA, all three of us writing a song on the guitar, and we've been sitting on the song for five years, and we're Mm -hmm. like, okay, now's the time to finish the song, and we produce it, you know. So it's different every time, and that's the fun part of it, to be honest.
0: Mm -hmm. Cool. You have an almost cult-like following. Uh, What's the biggest cult? A cult. What's that? Pretty much, you know, these are your fans who will do anything for you. Yeah, they'll okay, they'll yeah. they'll follow you around the world. Sometimes yeah.
1: my English. <laughs> no,
0: that's that's totally fine. Uh, so you have an almost cult-like following. What's the biggest insight you've learned about having this much power? You know, you stand on you know, stage, you raise a, your hand.
1: You, you answered my you answered your own question there. It's power. That's yeah. what I've learned. Mm-hmm. That you have power, so you can do things. You can you can do charity and with that power, that's mm-hmm. what I learned. You have to take that power, you have to have the responsibility to take that power and make something good out of it. Especially what I do in Sweden, I do it here also with the charity stuff and stuff, and we, do, we did a thing in New York called Tux uh, a Rave, tax Rave, we did a thing oh, cool. many years ago for the, for the weather thing you had here, it was called uh, uh,
0: the... Uh, uh, the blizzard?
1: Hurricane Sandy. Oh yeah, Sandy. Yeah, so we did a big thing here, with 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 that we just gave away all the ticketing and everybody mm. dressed in tuxedo and buying tables and all the rich community here was just spending yeah <laughs> we 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 got a million dollars for one night yeah that's big you know yeah so that's what i learned with having a cult you know following that you have power to mm-hmm. do something good with
0: yeah your latest latest single dream bigger was just released um what dreams do you have yet to make a reality
1: the meaning with Dream Bigger is that we have to dream bigger, you mm-hmm. know? Don't give up. Don't yeah. give up on your dreams. Don't give up. Never give up. No, you know, you're as good as everyone else, and just dream bigger and mm-hmm. we'll get there, you know? And for me, my, my biggest goal is just to, uh, to make more music. Mm-hmm. To be able, before I die, yeah. to make as much <laughs> as music as I can.
0: Yeah. Well, you're on a good path so far. I hope so. <laughs>